Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Crossroads. My name is Peter Howard at PA Howdy on Twitter. It's been on a we've been on a hiatus recently. Not really a planned hiatus. I just had a life change and my schedule got all mixed up, and I'm still getting back to normal. So I missed the last two weeks in December for this podcast and the first two weeks of January. So I took a month off de facto, but it wasn't intentional. And um, my new situation is basically getting a new job with a very different schedule and I'm still trying to get back on the rails. I've mostly been trying to grind out the data towards the end of the season so we can analyze what happened, what we got right, what we got wrong, what we can improve on for next season, but also getting out the rookie data. And depending on when you're listening to this, in fact, I think, no, no matter when you're listening to this, my college database has been updated. So if you're interested in any college data for any college prospect that I currently have the IDs for, and I think it's like 250, including 24 and 25. I have all their stats up to date to 2023. So you can check that out on my pinned tweet on my pinned Patreon or my link tree. It goes straight to it. It's it's the free database and the main one I concentrate on. So let me know what you think about it. Let me know if there's any way I can improve it. But what I want to talk to you about for this episode is a short and sweet subject, which I think goes, once again, as most things do with a crossroad, that cuts through to the process of trying to play Dynasty better over time, not necessarily getting everything right every time. Um, and it's a thought that's got stuck in my new, in my head during my new job, which lets me stand with a thought for a very long period of time, just revolving over and over and over again in my head, which gives me a lot of time to think about it. And it's this. At some point, in the not-too-distant future, we won't have to update our clocks anymore when the hour goes forward or the hour goes back. Now, actually, we should probably just cancel daylight savings time because we can actually adjust for it in other ways these days, and I think it's a little outdated. But I also think we're probably going to just keep doing it because we've got a whole system built around it. But it occurred to me that my phone updates, my laptop updates, my desktop updates, most of the clocks I use in my modern life update naturally. In fact, most watches, where they're becoming smartwatches, update by itself. So the manual process of adjusting what time it is for tomorrow morning is no longer going to take place. Thinking about that long enough got me back into Dynasty, or back thinking about Dynasty, and I want to talk about how it's related to the most common question I get at this time of year, which is, what do I do with my late round first rookie picks, and what do I do with my early round rookie picks? Or should I trade my later round rookie picks for this particular player? So let me tell you why I think they're connected. Do you have the time to listen to me grind? Take down the film watchers and learn some at once. I guess I shouldn't give myself too hard a time. We've still been keeping up with the Dynasty grind every Wednesday, although we were an hour late one night. Um, at 9.30, uh, talking any questions anyone cares to ask. And I've also been keeping up with the Discord, and I've been keeping up with my Patreon. It's really the podcasts, appearances, and recordings, and the articles on a weekly basis I've been struggling to put out um, since starting a new job. But we're going to try to slowly get back into it here. So my subject tonight is what to do broadly before we get into rookies and breaking down the NFL season that just happened. What to do with late round rookie picks and what to do with early round rookie picks. Or which players to target with said picks. Now the reason I think that's connected to this this sense of loss, frankly, that I got when I started to think about how life's going to change. And this simple little daily routine that mostly affected me when I was back in school and you had to worry about whether you were going to get up on time or not. 
for the next day of class was because it reminded me of how we typically or start or originally most content maybe was framed around playing Dynasty. And I think a whole host of it is still framed that way. And that's getting individual takes correctly. Where you right and wrong on this particular player. And while that still plays a role, I think it's more redraft focused. And while I like to play Dynasty in a redraft perspective as much as possible... I think that means something very different when we're talking about how to think about what to do with value on our rosters. Let me explain. Whether you get the late round gem or choose the top 12 breakout correctly is important, especially for the season that's coming, especially since value increases are going to happen when players do better. Nico Collins is a great example this year of a, a later breakout that doesn't typically happen, but if you were all in on Nico Collins two years ago, back when the hype cycle was on him, now it feels like you def that definitely paid off. Or Tank Dell as a rookie pick, if you or Rashi Rice for that matter, especially with the playoff run he's happening. It now feels like it definitely paid off. But the thing about value in Dynasty is the only thing to do with it is to buy more value or to buy higher priced players. And while that's a good thing, after the startup draft in a Dynasty League, you mostly have to spend value to make these bets. And none of them hit at a rate that really justifies playing Dynasty specifically with that as your center point. That's a too long didn't read version. Constantly having player takes and bet betting on who is going to be better or worse than their ADP by making trades to get them on or off of your roster is a losing proposition, not just in the long term, but in the immediate term. Because even if we're hitting 50% 50, 50 of those bets, which you would have to be astonishingly good at Dynasty to do, then you are still basically breaking even. And the only thing to do with the Nico Collins you have on your roster right now, or the Tank Dell, the Rashi Rice is to trade them away. That's why I always say something like, or I think that's how it's filtering in to how I always say, I will take my risk or those player bets in the rookie draft because it's much easier to trade, I think, and bet on sustained value, at least through an offseason, on a younger player or a rookie player who just did well or a second-year breakout, the most common breakout level, especially at the top 24, but really at the top 12, unless you want to filter into draft capital. The, the second-year breakouts are huge for dynasty increases in volume, but also dynasty increases in value. Those two areas are both dependable increases. They're the most common areas players actually break out or increase in value, if you want to think about it that way, which I do. And they're the more reliable to sustain that value through the next season or at least the next offseason. Nico Collins is going to be hit or miss in your league based on which owner you're trading with or trading from to get or give Nico Collins away. And I want to be clear on this. You don't have to get rid of Nico Collins. I think he had an amazing year, definitely outkicked his coverage. And if he'd done this two years ago, I would have been in serious trouble because I was betting hard on the under for Nico Collins that year. And then his ADP corrected after that season. And I did fine with Nico Collins. He was on a roster or two of mine in Dynasty. And I didn't lose by trading him away on the leagues where I happened to roster him. That also kind of illustrates the point on how these picks... These these bets that we can make, even when they hit, can sometimes be delayed just a little while, and therefore you lose the advantage of that potential value increase, or at least you enter a potential value dip window where you could actually end up losing on it. 
I am circling back around to my subject here, I swear. So when I get asked, should I trade my the 110 for Nico Collins or the 110 and the 202 for Nico Collins? There was one particular question recently. I said, it's fair value, but it's not exactly what I'm trying to chase. And they asked me why I'm so low on Nico Collins. And I said, that's not what I'm saying. Not to retell a conversation on a podcast because that's very poor audio. But I think that's a fair value for Nico Collins. I think you're getting a good trade for a wide receiver if your team could use that. The thing is, we're in the offseason. And in Dynasty, where to get players, you have to spend value rather than you have to spend value with a startup draft in order to build your first roster... I don't think it's the best way of using the value on your roster, even if Nico Collins and Neva Collins should probably be solid for next year, although I do think we just saw the ceiling. Even if he gives you another year exactly like this, where he just borderline finished in the top 12, I don't think he increases in value again. He's more a points proposition. And when you think about it like that in Dynasty, you don't need points for the next three months. That's what Russ Fisher on the Dynasty Trade Addicts podcast likes to remind people at this time of year when asking about trades. You don't need to set a roster for three months. And so thinking about points long term is good. But thinking about what your team needs right now is bad. Will your team need a Nico Collins to start in week four of 2024? Maybe. But you can start to see how that's much more of a, a, a harder thing to gauge than has my team increased in value right now so I can t- continue to add more players. Or to put it this way, and this is why I answered him once we got into the conversation most recently, about those later round picks for Nico Collins. I said, yeah, if you want Nico Collins, if that's a bet you want to make, that traditional, that more redress-centered way of trying to increase value in the Dynasty League, then I think that's solid. But my answer is... I don't want Nico Collins or the 110 and the 202. I want the 103. And I want Jordan Addison. And I want, frankly, Puka Nakua after the season he just had. I want to tear up value whenever I can. I'm trying to move up in value rather than trying to make more bets on players who might become those more valuable assets. And keeping that in mind when thinking about trades you want to make and trades you want to accept, I think is at the heart, at least, of how my way I've played Dynasty now is different and how I think we can increasingly make better bets and win over 50% of the time on the moves we make and increasingly add to our roster. Because points chase value, not the other way around. And while Nico Collins just put up an amazing season and he's physically great and all the things you want to believe indicated that he would be, which I would argue really didn't, and he's got CJ Stroud and he's doing very well and Tank Dell's going to help him, not hurt him, in my opinion. I think we've seen the ceiling in value, and we'll see the ceiling in value this off-season. I don't think there's an increase coming. So I want to use it, even if he maintains it, to go up a tier. Now, you can have different ranks than me. If you have Nico Collins ranked in the top eight, for example, or as valuable as the 103, then sure... That's a good trade. But there were, diff- were arguing on where Nico Collins should be ranked. You have a much higher value than average, whereas that 110 and 202 would be about average based on ADP and based on trade calculators currently right now looking around the dynasty industry and most other people's ranks. They have him roughly where I have him where. That's fair. That's a solid player for a later round 25% shot at getting someone who can do something similar at some point at some position. Um... 
Now, often we break this down into, are you a competing team or are you a building team? But remember, I think most teams, most dynasty teams should think of themselves, 70% of the dynasty teams are neither building nor completely competing. And again, in the offseason, which we're in right now, welcome to it, no one is either. You can think you're more competing or more building by the time the season arrives, but we have a window here where you can't really start a lineup or the moves you make can't make a weekly difference to how much value you have on your roster, outside of the NFL making some type of move, like a trade, or a player getting injured, or retiring, or going up on charges, or in some other way becoming more or less dynasty valuable. And most of those options in the offseason, outside of draft picks, are negative effects on their value. Now, sometimes players get traded to other teams because of their contract, or they just get traded and to other teams because of the deals they make in and around the draft. So that's one possible positive outcome where a Nico Collins, as a random name in this case, ends up in another team. Or a T. Higgins this offseason ends up on the Chiefs and you would see a huge value spike in Dynasty. But most moves that can make it happen in the offseason value-wise are actually negative impacts. Getting more competition or going to a team that has the money to spend because it has very little in cap space available, has more in cap space available because it has less players earning a high amount of cap space because they are generally a worse team. So most of those moves to other teams can often end up being neutral or negative value moves as well. So Nico Collins offers this range or T. Higgins, this range of negative outcomes. And it becomes where you have them ranked. And if you are tearing up from the asset that you have to the asset you are targeting. So to get Nico Collins at a value for me right now, trading early to mid second round picks or a package of them with some interesting deeper prospect like Khalil Shakir. Yeah, I'll take Nico Collins all day or trade a running back that's more of a top 24 running back, but is still solid with a second round pick. Like, I uh, can't think of a name off the top of my head, but like a, a, a Damian Pierce. No, that doesn't work anymore. He basically got his job taken by Devin Singletary. Or, um, but regardless, I would rather have Nico Collins because of the positional value and where I have him ranked and what I would likely expect from moving forward. But I don't expect his value to keep up or be as likely to be as positive for as long as someone like Jordan Anderson. And the 103, the reason I say that top range of rookie picks is more interesting to me, one, because of the type of players you can get in the top three, top four, or top five picks. Depending on the draft year, you really have to consider the draft class when making that tier organization. But in general, the 103 normally falls into the top tier, especially in Superflex leagues. That's a different asset because, one, I think we can get a higher upside player because of those value increases from young players who do well. And the idea in Dynasty that young players are going to play forever and keep putting up points every year, whereas old players never do that, even though the truth is actually the opposite. But also because of the trades I can make. If I have the 103, I think I can trade that to more teams for more assets that I definitely think have a higher range of value outcomes then Nico Collins or T. Higgins, for that matter, that T. Higgins should be worth at or around the 103. And so the trades I would be considering to be meh, fine, neutral, like the example I gave for Collins there earlier, for T. Higgins would actually be of higher value. So to put this in perspective, in terms of those questions, most of my answers for should I trade these late round rookie picks for these players are going to depend on if that trade is incredibly good value for those particular players. 
And even then, I'm probably going to say you've got no immediate need to do that. The rookie hype for these picks is going to increase over the next month. And then probably snag date a little bit, especially around the NFL draft as we start putting names and landing spots to those late round picks. Some of the shine's going to come off them, but we're definitely going to see a spike in tradability for those late round picks over the next month. So the question is, is Nico Collins, or T. Higgins for that matter, if you added a late two late round picks and a 25 second or something to try and get T. Higgins, is that the best you can do in your league? Now, I'm not going to be able to answer that specifically, but I'm going to tell you that Nico Collins isn't in that high tier category where I stop looking or I eagerly say you should definitely take that trade, even with a very good range of outcomes and expectations for Nico Collins the following season, despite the fact I'm a known hater. Those early round rookie picks, I'm not going to trade unless I'm getting into the young, definitely good category, proven players. Now, you're not going to get them straight up trades. Oftentimes, you're not going to get Jordan Addison necessarily for the 105 every time in every league, but that's a category of asset I'm willing to trade out of that range of picks for. And most of the time when we get to those early, earlier range of picks, that top tier of picks, I'm mostly looking to take my risk in the rookie draft because of what I said earlier, the consistency and the more um, likely outcome of very good players in their rookie year in 2024 doing well, increasing in value and impressing the dynasty market to make them much more tradable, even than a T. Higgins. Although T. Higgins, again, should probably be worth at or around, if not above, something like the 105 or the 104. But I might lean the player there unless I consider myself a purely building team because of the same equation. If I'm not in that 70% of leagues, I'm interested in the thing that's more tradable to more players and has less risk. Whereas if I'm a solid team in that 70% of team, the most dynasty teams, then T. Higgins is probably what I would want in a fair trade. All right. So early picks, I'm mostly holding on to and taking my risk in the rookie draft, but I will trade out based on my team situation or just really, and you would always make a trade if it's just really good value move, obviously. And later round picks, I'm not trying to trade for my best bets to be much better than their ADP is at right now, which is kind of what I get the sense of Nico Collins type trades are, or even a Rashi Rice. Or even a Tank Dell, a player that, you know, I'm not a hater of or not a known hater of anyway. Because I would rather package up into Jordan Addison's, T. Higgins, Armand Rice St. Brown, or one of those early round picks at a good trade value. And that's what I'm doing with both half of my first round picks. I'm either making them at the top or I'm trading out into an elite tier of assets or a good proven young. And at the bottom, I'm mostly trying to package up to get up to that tier, even if that tier includes those, that first tier of draft picks for this year's class. So the next step is to get a good sense of where I think the tier is, the tiers are for the 2024 rookie draft class, which is what we're about to go into, which is why I thought this was an interesting question that kept coming up. I've been asked by multiple people some version of this before we get into that for the rest of the few weeks while we talk about this year's rookie class and what I'm starting to think about the players in it and where the tiers are going to be. We're going to leave the what just happened this season till later because I did that last year and it seemed to work, even though now would be the most obvious time to get into that stuff, break down the season as it just happens. And I've done most of the work and broke down a lot of it and what I expect to 2024 already. That's what I've been doing instead of podcasting in my new schedule. But 
I don't think that's the order we're interested in it in at rate, whatever. I think we want to think about the trades on the table and what trades we should go out and make right now for this incoming rookie draft class. So chronologically doesn't work. I need to get ahead of it, let you all know where my rough, rough mindset is for rookie picks, the ones that I want, and how I will trade for them in general, and then do the rookie class stuff and then get back to breaking down the season and what we should expect in 2024 later. So that's my rough expectation for the content series this off season and we'll do the break what to ex what breakouts to expect series again pretty much after the NFL draft and over the next few weeks we're going to be breaking down this class and really trying to find out where the tiers are and where the targets are and where they stop by all means trade these late round rookie picks for good players instead of tearing up if it's a fair value and you know your league well enough that you're not going to be able to do those type of picks if you're not going to get Jordan Addison, C.D. Lamb, Armand Ross St. Brown, whoever is in your top 12 ranks in Dynasty for decent trades then you can start saying my league means that an adjustment where the best thing I can do in that 70% of the teams is make solid value increases or solidify value instead of and taking the risk out of picks but Typically, I'm going to leave the under on those type of moves because the only times I'm trying to mitigate risk in the extreme is if building. If my team is solid or my team is more competitive, I'm going to take risks around rookie draft season and I'm going to go for those higher round picks if I can't get into that those top few tiers of players at any one position. Um, so no, I don't know. This doesn't feel like specific enough, but it's a question that keeps coming up. And I think it relates back to this question that keeps bugging me. Because the more I play Dynasty, the less I think about individual player takes. The less I think about how fun it is that we all share this experience of updating our clock so we're not late for work or school the next morning. And that's how that question got back to this for me. Instead, it's almost an automated process. And I don't think that's a negative. Now, I too am looking forward to being an old man mad at the clouds. It's been my dream since I was a very, very young child. But I want to be the young, grumpy man who's mad at the changing world, who knows actually the world's actually probably improving. And that shared experience of being late for work because we've got to change uh, our clocks the night before, we're romanticizing in a fun way and the youth don't understand it. I get it. But actually, it was a negative experience that we always kind of hated and it's not actually better for society if we go through those similar things. There are other challenges we all share. There are other things that we're going to have to struggle through. There is another place to connect with the manual necessity of time or whatever you could throw at that fact that eventually we're not even going to have to update or even think about the time change because our clocks are going to do it for ourselves. And it's the same with my dynasty process. The further I go into it, the better I try and get incrementally moving the needle over these last few years, slowly, sometimes backwards, but hopefully, on average, always moving forward. It becomes less about making individual player bets, especially outside of a rookie situation, and more about automating the process of the type of moves I want to make with a dynasty roster. The only thing to do with value is get more value, and we want to go into the safest places or the best or most likely chances possible. And that doesn't involve a lot of player names. It involves tiers in a rookie draft class, involves types of players in a particular type of career year, rather than I love Nico Collins. We can all have that fun. I've got Aaron Jones on a lot of rosters just because, and I often target uh, Tutu Atwell as a late round addition just because it's fun. 
And Nico Collins could be that guy for you. And I think those trades were very fair value. But I think the majority of our time in Dynasty should be thinking about adding the best value and making the best trades we can to increase, to turn increasing valuable assets into even more valued assets with more certainty or longevity in the Dynasty market, as it were. Anyway, I thought it was relevant and I thought the two connected for me very well. But it might be, uh, it might not make sense to you. Let me know. I wanted to get a quick podcast out to you all about this particular subject. Like I said, before we dive into roofing content, and also just because it's been four weeks, man, I've got to get back to uh, making podcasts. So let me know what you think. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Discord. I'm I'm everywhere in the usual places at PA Howdy. Thanks for still being here. Subscribe to the Crossroads after my small hiatus, and I will see you again next week or talk to you again next week with a more specific update about this year's rookie class. Thanks for much. Yeah. Chicken, chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold, so. Jake on the table and Nate on the plays, so. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Picking my nose, don't really know if I like that. Picking their brains, got different lanes, but I like that. Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats. Picking apart, the film is an art, always a fight back and forth. There is no order, they disorder more and more because the players ain't no older. They some hoarders or some mortars, dropping bombs without no borders. They got that I like mortar, peak grinding numbers like molars. I don't know anymore, I am at a crossroads. Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold, so. Jake on the table and they on the plays, so. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold, so. Jake on the table and they on the plays, so. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical.